This podcast is also brought to you by Lighthead Threads, apparel that inspire bright ideas and the actions that forge them. Brighten up your life and style today with a great hat or shirt. New styles coming soon, but until then, use code QUALITY at checkout for 15% off of your first order. So head on over to lightheadthreads.com shop and get lightheaded today. Stay lit. On this episode of the QG Pod, Anson and I chop it up with the founders of the Cosplay Wrestling Federation. Gerardo Paz and Kevin Wong dropped by the studio with one of their frequent performers, Robbie Pleasant, and gave us the rundown of their wildly popular convention attraction. The CWF took the convention scene by storm in 2013 and has only gained momentum since, stacking up over 40 performers and 60 plus characters nationwide. So if you're ready to rumble with some unusual suspects, let's get into it and see what's good. What is good, folks? It's Chris Beatty here again on the Quality Goods Podcast. I'm here with Anson J. What is good? And tonight we have the co-founders of the Cosplay Wrestling Federation. So I want you guys to uh, introduce <laughs> yourselves. But. I think I'll start yeah, myself. Yeah. Hello there. My name is uh, Gerardo Paz. I am one of the co-founders of Cosplay Wrestling Federation. If you were to say what my title would be behind the scenes using theater or shows terms, I would be lead producer. I help scout the talent, work out arrangements with the convention, um, help develop performances, and just try to keep the ship steering in the right direction. That's quite a title there, man. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I didn't like give myself. It's yeah, like yeah. it was just like one of those things. Yeah. Like we were just asking, it's like, hey, I do this, this, this. Like mm-hmm. you're the lead producer. Oh, okay, I'm the lead producer. <laughs> <laughs> the unburned breaker of chains. The unsullied. There you go. Yeah, I'm the other co-owner. Uh, my name is Kevin Wong. Um, uh, I do stuff. <laughs> I look pretty. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I'm the more quiet one of our group, but um, yeah. Uh, but not once you get on stage. Though, oh, right? abs- well, kind of, I'm still there, kind of that powerful presence. My, my, um, my presence is absolutely strong, but yeah, I make it count. <laughs> he go. says little, but yes. speaks volumes. Right, right, yeah. exactly. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you guys for driving up from the South Bay. Uh, for those of you that don't live in the Bay Area, uh, driving from the South Bay up to the upper part of the East Bay during rush hour, especially yeah, on a fun. Friday, that's like the all the traffic, uh, you know, all the, hate it. all the terrible things about traffic you can imagine at this hour. <laughs> So yeah, thank you. Thank Actually, you. just you, just you, just, just yeah. me. For me, I, I had the because I came from Vallejo, so I had the easy oh, drive. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Anti commute. I, I yeah. even got to go to Little Caesars before. <laughs> Two thirty-seven uh, can suck a big one. <laughs> Are we allowed to swear? Just oh yeah, yeah making sure. If, we, like, yeah. If, it, if it comes we out, I don't want to like. We get okay. No, you're gonna get fined like MIA did at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you guys, uh, you know, you t- you've taken two very uh, performance-based like mediums and combined them into one. You know, wrestling, one of the most popular theatrical performance mediums still to this day. Like after all this time, it's more it's popular than ever. And yeah. and, uh, and you've taken cosplay and and married the two. Well, cosplay has also seen a huge uh, spike in popularity just from. I think Instagram is probably it's Instagram yeah. and just there's a lot more companies that sell a lot of goods so you know you could buy it off the rack mm. so it's a lot more accessible and a lot easier to share yeah all the old school people like um, that I- I've been talking to that's been going to conventions uh, in the 90s have been telling me oh we had to go like there was only like one wig <laughs> in this color yeah, a lot harder to come like, with yeah, your, own, yeah. your own unique style back then huh yeah. N- now we see like you know um, uh, wig manufacturers you know being advertising on reality shows even on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Arta Wigs just had one of their uh um, sponsored one of the prizes there, so oh, nice. one of the uh, companies that's just been so big and you know um, the cosplay scene, you know, now is on VH1 straight mm-hmm. prime time. Yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of good programming. What's that show? Uh, Face Off. Oh yeah, yeah. cosplay yeah. Face Off. Yeah. That that yeah. more so. Um, that's more on the V like the the VHS makeup yeah. side, mm. and you know the stuff like what Dave Bautista has to do when he's Drax or Ron Perlman as Hellboy, like what you know that element. It's part of cosplay, and mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, I can't even imagine like the skill or the patience needed to not only do it but to wear the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and how to like maneuver around with that stuff on. Like it's a whole other element than just to act. You have to do that part of it too. Like, yeah, like I think Batista was in, was in the chair for like eight hours. That's crazy. <laughs> well, why don't why don't we take a step back for a moment mm-hmm. and just let the people know like what the CWF is? Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also wanted to give a shout out because there's actually a third person on this couch, uh, <laughs> Robbie, who's one of our performers here. Hey there. But yeah, uh, actually, Robbie, what do you, I, I know, I know it's your interview, but Robbie, as yeah. someone who's performed it, because, you know, Kevin and I have a different spiel, how mm-hmm. would you describe CWF? Uh, all right. I would describe it as cosplay promo battles. Um, if you watch professional wrestling and you see someone go up there and cut a promo and talk about how much they're going to beat the crap out of this other guy, how much they need to win, how they deserve it. <laughs> now, imagine a cosplayer doing that totally in character so when they're up there they're not going you know oh yeah my costume is good you know because i've got this i love this character because no they are that character you know uh they're going that's right i'm this guy and i've done all these things and that's why i'm gonna beat up all these other characters (laughs) who haven't done nearly as much as i have to deserve this nice yeah that 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 (laughs) couldn't put it better than myself (laughs) well so you guys were established in 2013. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did how did this all culminate? Well, um, so I think we have to go all the way back when me and G first met. Um, but we first uh, met at you know uh, at San Francisco State, um, you know, because uh, I joined the the anime club Anime FX. Um, yep, that's yeah, it. Anime FX. Anime FX. And, you know, we, we kind of just hit it off. And um, I don't know, the, the, the idea of uh, 
of like a cosplay themed wrestling show. It started off as a joke. Like we, um, G, uh, have, has always talked about this thing about, you know, like, um, uh, what was like a cosplay themed fashion show? Yeah, so mm. the, the story is, is like whenever Kevin and I were in a conversation, we always talked about like br- putting the tropes of wrestling into something that doesn't belong in wrestling. Like when Kevin was the president of Anime FX, we talked about, oh man, what if you cut a Vince McMahon style speech and we'll, we'll set up a fake ring. And we were in a Chinese restaurant <laughs> in Concord. Right, it was a Chinese buffet, <laughs> yeah. and we were talking about. Are you two aware of cosplay deviance? Uh, no. Yeah, no. cosplay deviance yeah. is a is a website that does like you know risque boudoir, okay. um, eighteen plus photo shoots, where models would like wear a character and take photos of varying stages of undress. Okay. And you know sometimes you'd get fans who make their own costumes. Other times they would just hire a model and just give them a costume. You know, okay. pretty. You know, it, it was uh, very revolutionary of its time. And Kevin and I joked around. It's like, yo. What if instead of getting sexy models to wear cosplay, <laughs> we just had buff dudes and they're pro wrestlers and they'll just wear these outfits and then we'll just make our own like BS anime yeah, wrestling okay. fed because when you're a kid and you play the wrestling games and you make your own wrestler, you mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I don't want, I'm going to make Goku and Superman <laughs> and, <laughs> and Batman's going to do the Stone Cold Stunner. and. 100%. And from there, Kevin and I were just like spiraling into these ideas of like, oh my god, let's get like the the Pokemon cast to fight the Digimon mm. cast. It'll be like DX versus NWO. Yep. And at that time, there was this documentary that was spinning in my head, and it's called Air Guitar Nation, which is a oh, documentary okay. that covered the world championship <laughs> of air guitar. Wait, this is a real documentary. This is, and that's a real comp, real no, serious comp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I, yeah, I, don't know if I saw out. that documentary, but I saw clips of that. Yeah, definitely. and they go hard. And there's mm-hmm. also like another tournament, like of air sex, where you have. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. I got to that. I did not see that one yet. Yeah, and like the that joking manner of me with like the the, the cosmic wrestling, Feder- you know, anime wrestling federation and and air guitar nation were in my head. I was like, yo, what, you know, if they can make a guitar tournament without guitars, Absolutely. let's make a wrestling show with no wrestling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> why not? Yeah, why not? That's and right. like from there we just like okay, let you know, if we were to do this and we were like, okay, what are the rules? Mm. How would it work? Where would people stand? And then we we, we finished the conversation went this is an actual plan. We have to do this. Have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Take that time. Yeah, to, yeah. It's too otherwise, stupid. it's just going to be living in your head. Yeah, and it's, just... yeah exactly. You know, the, the <laughs> idea. I, yeah, it's the idea where you, you, when you do something creative, it's not just like this is the vision. It's just like mm-hmm. you have to. You have to, you have to get, get it out. out of your brain, or else yes. it will kill you. Well, like you were saying too, it started as a joke, and like most jokes with your friends, someone adds something to the joke and adds to it, and you're like, "Oh, damn, that actually is a good piece to that puzzle." You're like, "Oh, this isn't a joke no more. That's awesome." I really like what you guys did because you took two wildly popular fandoms <coughs> and just yeah. bridged the gap. Which you know, to me, I don't even think there was really a big gap between the two, and it, no. so it makes no, there a lot isn't. Of sense. And more people should realize there isn't, and that you know, in general, pro wrestling. And its tropes of performance has a lot, like a lot of it is rooted in classical theater mm-hmm. yeah. and and miming and you know stage combat and mm-hmm. any any physical perform yeah. dance. Mm-hmm. 
Well, something that you touched on too was uh, like when you were kids, you uh, use your other action figures or whatever to throw wrestling matches. But in the same instance, I had very like detailed interviews with those characters, those action <laughs> figures as well, and the intros. And like, I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah, I, definitely something I would, I would do. And like, uh, but. So you guys met in the club, right, at San Francisco State? Was mm-hmm. wrestling, like, something that came up right away that you guys knew were you into, or how'd that kind of come about? Because um, at the time, you were kind of, like, wrestling was, like, something you were through, like, during yeah, the attitude. I, yeah, I, I was out of it yeah. at that time. Um, I, it was, you know, it was your, your typical, like, I used to watch wrestling when Stone Cold mm-hmm. and The Rock were there. <laughs> yep. and then either was, I, yeah, I think either, that was my heyday as that's well. That's, like, everybody's yeah. heyday. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kevin. Kevin was yeah. still was and still is actively following the product. <laughs> yeah. And usually, with any other friend, when you ask, when you not find out when they are still into wrestling, oh, what's The Rock doing? Oh, yeah. oh, I remember Kishi. What's he doing? And oh, uh, the 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 Vince McMahon still. Yeah. Like, you always play catch up, and which, you know, that's what I I did with Kevin and. <laughs> Uh, just just from there, like, I fell in love with the tropes of... I still was in love with the tropes of wrestling and the maneuvers of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it, it still was in my conscience. Like, uh, especially in anime. Anime loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wrestling shows up in the most random of places. Like, uh, great teacher Onizuka is this amazing manga and he does like a German suplex on the vice principal of his high school <laughs> just for no reason yeah. that eventually became like this huge meme in Japan and like oh. so many artists started you know um, drawing all their favorite characters giving each other like German bridging German suplexes mm. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Robbie what was your foray into the world of professional wrestling alright so for me, I was never too much into professional wrestling itself. When I was younger, growing up, I didn't really have anyone to introduce me to it. The only person mm. I knew that was into it was a friend who was a little on the um, over-eager side, shall we say. There's uh, <laughs> always one of those around. <laughs> yeah, like we were in a theater class together, and he decided to deliver a promo as his monologue. Mm. So, <laughs> Wait, Which wrestler do you remember? Yeah. Uh, God, I, I don't remember. I just know he was slamming a folding chair a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Very on-brand. Not All stage right. slamming either. Literally. <laughs> just, not, he didn't know the tricks of it. No, and all straight slamming. <laughs> there was actual contact with a chair on the stage. But... Uh, yeah. Um, because of that, I wasn't too much into the specifics of it. I just knew some of the general ideas. I mean, I knew what a heel and a face were. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew what <laughs> some of the specific moves were. I just didn't know too much about the storylines or anything like that. So honestly, it was more uh, CWF was what introduced me to professional wrestling than it was. Oh, okay. Professional wrestling was what got me interested in CWF. All right. Oh. We get that a lot because I've been reading a lot of um, yeah press releases of us, um, you know, through mm-hmm. through all our old shows, and uh, I've seen several where they just said, "Oh, wrestling was you know something I was during you know early two thousand mm-hmm. Attitude Era," um, but 
And CWF have has reintroduced them to this concept of wrestling, and you know we've inspired them. To yeah, I mean it makes sense. It's it. like that fresh, like it's not that you stop loving it, but sometimes it starts become the same thing when you watch a sh- uh, like you know wrestling. And to put that spin on it, I was probably like, all right, I want to see. Like, yeah, as soon as um, you guys reached out, I was like, man, I really want to know what that's about. And I started watching the videos. It was like, okay, I totally get what they're coming from with it, and I could see that. Like, it doesn't matter about the uh, the wrestling part of it. It's the it's, it's the, everything else. And, yeah. and the way I see falling out of wrestling, it's not necessarily like I mean, some people lose interest, but the way I, I see it, it's kind of like when you have a routine of running every morning and you, you run every morning and then you stop and you just kind of got used to not running every morning and then it just <laughs> like you fall wayside. Yeah. And that's how wrestling was to me, where it's not really I fell out of love with the product, mm. but it was more so that the momentum of not keeping up snowball mm-hmm. to where yeah. I, you know, I didn't have an inclination to do it again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair enough. Like I really tuned out of wrestling for a long time and it wasn't till a little more recently when, you know, a lot of these old, these like wrestlers from my heyday that have mo- since moved on kind of make their cameos back into uh, was it the WWE. Is it the WWE still? WWE right still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all those name changes, but yeah, WWE, like, we got The the Rock going back and doing mm-hmm. events with them, uh, didn't Brock Lesnar, like, mm-hmm. you know, he was back and forth with the UFC, you know, it's it's still a product that there yeah. is a huge fan base for, and I, I would argue even stronger than ever. Yeah, well, I mean, I think people are, because, like, especially 80s and 90s were, like, I think the big prime of, like, wrestling to get the fans that they are now. And, like, even the fact, dude, Ric Flair goes and does, like, football speeches for, for like, the <laughs> Panthers, whoever, like, and it's all because of the old memories of them and, like, bringing them back, like, you know what, let's, why don't we have this guy out here? So, yeah, just the way they're, and then sometimes it's, uh, like, controversy, like, Hulk has, you know, I mean, sometimes it's bad press, yeah. but it still gets you to go look at other stuff, you know? Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's good and bad, but, you know. Yeah. It, it, um, interesting like early in the 2010s um wwe uh started transitioning to a more pg project mm. pro- uh product so um i think you know back in when we, you we were watching there were a lot of titties yeah. you know <laughs> there was a lot of violence and stuff like that but yeah, they're all in like yeah. play, uh, playboy and stuff like right, that right right yeah. and now um i guess it's more accessible China. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, like parents are more encouraging <laughs> that you know to bring their kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that makes it. Yeah, because those are all the fans growing up and they're young. Like, yeah, I want to bring my kid, but then you start thinking, like, oh man, this maybe wasn't super like, appropriate when I was a kid back. Yeah, then. there was a lot of things about the Attitude Era. I mean, I'm, we're very grateful <laughs> yeah. of what it started, but there are a lot of bad tropes that we're kind of happy got fell off (laughs) in this day and age because you know there was a lot of effed up stuff Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i think that was was a problem i think um for a long time with 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 multiple things not just wrestling but edgy was the way that they thought you were gonna get popular like the only way that you can get more popular you know so i think that's they started pushing the edge yeah like freaking every other day man Shawn michaels ass is out there like you know like back like that was like probably the end of when i started watching i was like all right man now we're just it's just turning into that now you know so it's pretty funny but then they transition now, like a lot of the wrestlers getting reality shows and stuff. I mean, do you think that has helped or hurt, um, like showing the other side? Like before, it was always like you only knew him as a character, but now these people are like showing him the other side of their lives. I mean, do you think that brings more people into it or like seeing the realistic, I guess, their, their real life on top of it? Or? I mean, I think you have to in this day and age mm-hmm. just because uh, 
first off, do you two, do you two know the word kayfabe? I can't say that I do. Rob, you want to know what kayfabe means? There you go. Yes. All right. So you know how whenever people <laughs> try to insult wrestling fans by saying, "You know, it's all fake." Uh, that's basically them trying to break the kayfabe by saying, no, this isn't real. The kayfabe is the general idea that what you're watching, you know, it's not just performers. It is an actual story going on up there. It's these actual larger than life, you know, people, uh, not just, you know, performing the stories that they've been given, but actually being up there, dealing all those hits, taking those blows, feeling everything that they say. Uh, It's the getting pulled into the story and believing for just like the, however long you're watching, that this is actually going on. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, kayfabe is the principle that everything presented in the ring and on the TV, it's truth. So, like, if Kevin, quote-unquote, breaks my leg, and I say quote-unquote because you can't air quote, mm-hmm. I can't do the quote gesture on a podcast. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so he breaks my leg. Uh, back in the old days, I would have to, like, make sure every time I'm seen in public mm-hmm. to wear a cast. Because I have to keep yeah. kayfabe alive mm-hmm. because, you know, wrestling is told on a week-to-week basis mm-hmm. and, you know, I still got to live my life. So if next week is like, well, Gerardo, walk again, but you see me at the grocery store yeah. walking around, I was like, I, so, I, yeah, I, he's going to walk again. Yeah, he's going to walk. I, I'm not invested <laughs> in this in this storyline because the illusion has been shattered. Mm-hmm. So now that kayfabe is done, mm. right, we can't really, you know, we all know it's it's predetermined, not fake. Yes. There's, we have to supplement our thirst for knowledge in other ways. And part of it is just like knowing the struggle and the effort a lot of these wrestlers have to go through. Absolutely. Because even something as simple as, you know, running against the ropes, like leaves like lots of bruises and abrasions. Like it's, it's very dangerous, physically demanding and not financially rewarding stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone watches Last Week Tonight, but recently John Oliver did a segment where he looked at professional wrestling, um, their lack of health care, just the general Mm. physical toll that it has on the wrestlers. And when you understand that, you see just how much they are really putting themselves on the line and into everything they do. You know, these are people that love what they're doing and they're willing to, you know, put life and limb on the line for the performance, for the spectacle, for the show, for the sport. Mm Mm-hmm. That's something I think is crazy, too, is that you don't ever hear actors getting called out that their movies are fake. And then they don't even do their sense a lot of time. But it's always associated with wrestling. And that's like the only thing anyone ever wants to call out as fake is wrestling. Like, it seems like, yeah, anything else that you're into, it's cool that you're into it. Yeah, you like Game of Dragons? So that's how Game of Thrones that any real dragon. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, why? It's like, duh, bro. Like, let me just enjoy what it is. Yeah. arms are really cool, Yeah, there's there's no camera tricks in the ring, you know? Like, those guys are taking it. You know, maybe they're not like full 100 yeah. percent blows but it's, they're like 75 or something mm-hmm. like that it's you know? live and they yeah. have to do like not only televised they have to do like three more um yeah, live just... events a week and <laughs> yeah traveling the country mm-hmm. and you know like you said like some of these guys are not being paid well if you're not yeah. that top bill yeah, act, like two or three people that know, are just well off you're just trying to like earn your way up there and it's you're taking the the physical beating without the financial reward that some yeah. of the you know the more popular Which acts is why are. we don't do the physical yeah. stuff <laughs> exactly that's a good call but uh, yeah that's something i want to get to so you know you guys were joking around about the event um and then when you guys started 
seeing that it, this could be a real thing that you have to go through with it, what was like the next step? Did you already have the name in mind, like for the federation or the event or anything? What was next for you? Uh, at first, we called ourselves World Cosplay Wrestling. So take get the first, yeah, <laughs> you get it. You, you, your viewers, you take the first three letter World Cosplay Wrestling. WCW. Um, <laughs> that was that was the joke, and we got a lot of people. And I think it was Kevin who said, like, hey, if we're gonna keep doing this, uh, we should pick a less a, a less. Um, copy written <laughs> yeah. um abbreviation because if we get popular which ha, we didn't think we would we would uh we would have we might end up paying for it down the mm-hmm. road and we just went cosplay good. wrestling federation good call yeah. I, I think uh one of them was like world weeaboo federation at first that was one of the jokes and then if we if we got stopped by the WWF, we would say World Weeaboo Entertainment. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, just keep it going. Keep it going. But no, we, we settled on Cosplay Wrestling Federation, which we later found out we're not the only CWF because there's uh, the Canadian Wrestling Federation. And more surprisingly, I'm gonna I'm putting a pause here just so you could properly soak this in. The Christian Wrestling Federation. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, wouldn't have predicted that one. No one did. Yeah. <laughs> but Sean and Sting, Shawn Michaels and Sting are in it. Wow. Yes. Hmm. That is, yeah, I definitely okay. didn't think you were going to follow up with that after. That's funny. Oh, he's getting forced to his knees. But wait, no, he's praying. And oh, it's Jesus with a chair. <laughs> oh, no, it, it gets worse. I mean, it's even more like, it's even crazier because like there's a show where it was like Sting and then he's wrestling in and, and, it, and it takes place in a church oh, wow. and then like he's like being chained up by the devil and he's like and then like come on Sting like I can't do it the drugs the addiction because Sting did have a big drug habit wow. and then it cuts to the background and it like does a live reenactment of the crucifixion of Christ oh, I am not no, yeah. joking That's I have seen this it's hopefully it's still on YouTube. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Part like Jesus resurrection play, part pro wrestling match with starring Sting, starring Sting, Sting, yeah, guest starring Shawn Michaels. Ends in a big prayer at the end in a church. Not the only wrestling show that took place in a church, by the way. But yeah, okay. The Christian, oh, interesting. Yeah, you learn something new every day. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just joking about Jesus with a chair, but hey, <laughs> no, it's legit. <laughs> I don't know how I haven't found that rabbit hole on the internet yet, but uh, <laughs> this is not coming up gonna, on your yeah. on your feed. No, oh, not way. not quite, not just yet. So, uh, who were the first uh, to duke it out in the cosplay wrestling federation in those early days? <laughs> uh, the the first our first show took place in Anime Los Angeles. Um, a convention in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And our first show we had we had Jake the Dog from Adventure Time. These are all people we recruited the night before. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we need to talk about that. Yeah, we, yeah, we didn't have sign-ups. Kevin had a, a sign. Yeah. And we were like, hey, you cosplay. You want to like, be in this wrestling show that you never heard of? And we got people to say yes. Uh, we had nope. Jake the Dog. We had uh, two friends who cosplayed as Homura and Madoka from uh, Magical Girl Madoka, which is this really dark deconstruction of the Magical Girl Sailor Moon genre. Really mm. good stuff. Uh, they played him as bad guys. Uh, we had a gender-bent version of a popular basketball anime character 
we, we we were taking wherever we could get. Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> she was <yeah>. amazing. <laughs> Filling uh, the roster at that point. Uh, an original character called the Otaku Hound, who was so forgettable that people <laughs> to this day doubt that he was even in the first show. It's, it's, a it's just Afro, lore, yeah. The Afro Sane, which is which is gotcha. this, this tall, six foot, like six foot tall, uh, 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 black man who wears Saiyan armor, has a giant afro, and he talks some mad shit. <laughs> like uh, I, I remember uh, someone he said, like looking at you, looking at your wrestling skills, you're more of the Krillin of cosplay. <laughs> oh damn! Oh. That's, how, <laughs> that's how you stick it to him. Damn. And I love Krillin for that, man. Being the guy who just <laughs> needs that the guy, help, man. That guy spawn, uh, threw back and like, you ain't, well, if I'm the Krillin of cosplay, you're the Yamcha of cosplay. <laughs> oh, so, you didn't really have the roster going into it. How did you go about asking for the space to do that event at that uh, that convention then? You just kind of, hey. It's just a little, small little, um, you know, sign-up sheets. Yeah, every Listen. every major convention has sign-ups for panels. So, you okay. look, like anybody, you could do a, you could submit an application for anything. Oh, hey, wow, I want to okay. talk about audio mixing and anime. Mm. And then you just type your application. And if yeah. they take you, they just give you the room and the time slot and you do it. And that's oh, what we gotcha. did. We didn't wow. have to, like, okay. call okay. this hotel, like, hey, we're going to do a fake wrestling event. And Got, yeah, <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. Also, anime uh, Los Angeles, it's a very low to moderate uh, small uh, convention, mm. so it, this it was very low risk. Gotcha. Like it, 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 if this like what what went to the shit, then you know you can make it sure no Nothing happened, guys. Yeah, like, exactly. we weren't here. Never <laughs> yeah, yeah. We wanted to go sense. to like anime expo. I was like, no, we gotta like we gotta start. We gotta start in like the school gyms. <laughs> there you go. So how many um, matchups were there on the first uh, card? If you can. Go back to that. Uh, it's not really matchups because it's not like a wrestling match where it's one v one. It's oh, okay. more so that everyone the, goes oh, and, then, okay, and gotcha. then we eliminate half. It's it's more like okay. American Idol. Than gotcha. Okay. We five six. Let's say six just to be. There you go. Okay. Just to be, yeah, six people. All right. If we count Otaku Hound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like say that's the one. Otaku who? <laughs> <laughs> that is the same exact oh the Phantoms. You didn't tell him that? <laughs> so, uh, upon getting the uh, the guys to sign up, what was, uh, how did you kind of explain what was going on to them? They had, what, like less than a day to figure out what they were going to do uh, there, we, yeah? We, we basically said, like, here's your time limit. Uh, go up. Um talk about yourselves and then we'll break it down and then we we had a pre-selected champion mm, okay who was a friend of ours big wes and he he's gonna come out and then later like the winner gets to like go one-on-one -on -one with okay. him perfect because and our kayfabe is even though it was our first show we always talked about we talked like we were always here yes. like we've been doing this yeah you just caught this next this episode yeah, you just it. caught yes. this episode mm -hmm. yeah Actually, when we were recruiting, we kind of had a little cipher. We we made a circle, and then you know we just started throwing out lines. I mean, um, <laughs> we had uh, one of our wrestlers. You didn't mention him, but uh, it was this guy in this spirit Halloween. Oh death yeah, death. Suit. <laughs> yeah. I remembered him before. We talk, I, mean, I didn't remember. You're trying him, to forget I it. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I remember. Yeah, he was yeah. death. Yeah. And one of his lines was like, "When when I when I take you yeah. out, that's it." No Dragon Balls, no YOLO, done, you're dead. <laughs> so you guys executed, There, was, you got the proof of concept going. Like, mm -hmm. Was it an immediate buzz? Did you know that you had to oh something? Oh my god, it was. <laughs> nice. 
It, it was like the room was standing room only and people were overflowing the halls oh. just because like everybody was like kind of drunk. Like, what's this wrestling thing? It, yeah. And uh, everyone was there. Nobody knew what was going to happen. We didn't know yeah. what was going to happen. And our friend, Doralath, uh, Andrew, he was our MC, and he's like, hey, I want to do the Triple H entrance. And he's like, uh, sure. Yeah. And like the lights turned off and he walked down and played Triple H's mm. time to play the game. <laughs> he got up, spat water in the air. Everybody was like, yeah, like let's oh. Do it. oh, okay. Okay. This, th- we got something. Got, yeah. And then when the crowd started chanting along, like they did all like the asshole, the, chants, different way, yeah, the nice. holy shit chants. Like mm. this, Kevin and I just looked at each other and went, this is something. This is something. Awesome. I don't know what the hell it is. It's something. <laughs> but yeah, it's buzzing. Yeah. It's buzzing. That's awesome. And throughout the entire con, like the days after, it was like every people, like people just coming up with sore throat, like people who <laughs> lost their voice, like, yeah. you should have got a cosplay wrestling federation. That's What's so that? Awesome. Your fault. I told you that. <laughs> we were there. We were there. Where were you at? Yeah. And a lot of those people are actually our future wrestlers and champions. Yeah, that's awesome. That's right. Gotta be. Yeah, I mean, that's something I really like just from um, reading up on you guys is, yeah, like you try to get the fans, you know, involved. With that from the beginning, something you guys um, thought, I mean, I guess you were already recruited just whatever you could at first. But. We, we could, but it's just also Kevin and I really believe in um, the performance aspect of cosplay, mm. which is why one of the reasons why I approached Robbie. Because Robbie has a, you know, has done a lot of like performance based stuff and character work. And I was like, Robbie, I, I recruited you at a board game store, right? Um, something like that. Yeah, it, it was. More, no, I think it was at um, Cherry Blossom Festival, something. Uh, no, I, I just remember that, you know, you kind of brought up, oh, yeah, you know, we don't have too many people signed up for the Kraken Con show. And I was just like, oh, well, I mean, if you want, I could probably do something. And that turned into more talks. And I, I think we were both like, okay, you know, let's, you know, make this happen. You wanted to get me on the show. I wanted to be a part of it. Mm. But I, I think we're both playing it cool. Like, no, yeah, you know, no pressure. If you want to join in, if you want me to join in, then... <laughs> you're like, I'll see if I have time. Like, yeah, well, it's this day if you well, want to show. Well, it's because you're asking a lot because performance, cosplay in general, you're in a very vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. But to be in this environment where you don't have the shield of common courtesy, Mm. If the crowd hates you, mm-hmm. they'll just throw insults. You don't have that protection. So, you know, I, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to overly push anyone to get in because if they don't do well or they flounder, it's, it could be an emotionally scarring mm-hmm. experience. Definitely. And I didn't want to over push myself to, you know, be like, hey, add me to the show because I don't like feeling like I'm uh, imposing on people. Yeah. <laughs> we needed him. We needed him. <laughs> it worked out. You said you, you, this is going to be your fourth or fifth one coming up? To uh, that? Fourth, I think. Gotcha. Um, that right? I feel like there are more. Your show, Robbie? Uh, for for Fanomania, at yeah, least. Yeah, oh, Fanomania. Fan- yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, I think you've been in four Fanomanias, Robbie. Yeah, I started on Fanomania 3. Before that, there was a Kraken Con show. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Robbie started about. in a, a, a small 40-person pers- room. There were only three competitors. Mm. And then, like, okay, Robbie, go ahead and go into the, uh, let's go put you in the 1,000-person room show. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, no, after the Kraken Con show, she was just like, okay, now you got to do Fanomania. And I knew that Fanomania was 
big because yes. I could hear the cheering <laughs> even when I wasn't in the room at the previous Fanime. People heard the cheering in the That's streets. Awesome. That's dope. So I, I was a little nervous, like, I don't know, maybe I can do some smaller shows mm. first, you know, build up to <laughs> that. Nope. And she was just like, oh, no, trust me, you got to do there. this. Nope. <laughs> and I did. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and obviously you were saying um, joining the CWF is what got you to start looking into wrestling. Was there like a research aspect when you first knew you were going to perform that you, you started looking more any specific wrestlers or anything like that? Uh, honestly, not really. Okay. I just, you know, took what I knew from what people had shown me before. Mm. Uh, when I'd hang out with people and wrestling was on, I'd get some of that. Mm. Um, G showed me a lot of clips from wrestling shows, not just, you know, the big WWE ones, but like... Um, uh, New Japan, mm. or um, even some. Did didn't you show, show me some Lucha Underground? Yes, I, think? I showed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I watched I showed, the Lucha yeah. Doors. Yeah, yeah that's so what's that, awesome too. Is they're so different, just from different countries, how wrestling is uh, put out there. So. Yeah, that gave me the general idea. But uh, honestly, my uh, what's really exposed me to wrestling these days is the um, WWE comics that are coming out. Uh, hmm. I do a lot oh. of comic reviews um, for some websites, Multiversity.com. Mm. So we often get review copies and it's like, okay, cool. Now I'm actually learning about the characters and the stories and, you know, what gets people into them more than just the physicality of it. Mm. And that's been uh, a lot of help. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't aware that they were uh, producing comic books. Yeah, they're they're actually solid stuff. Yeah, really. They're, they're really good. <laughs> that's dope. And it also helps that there's a lot of nerds in wrestling. Like the New mm. Day mm. showed up to WrestleMania dressed up as Dragon Ball Z characters. Sick, yeah. And later they showed up as uh, Final Fantasy characters. That's awesome. So now the nerds are running it, and like, rightfully so, wrestling is nerdy. Yeah, it's, exactly. It is fan. Yeah, it's a fan. It's comic yeah, book. Exa- yeah, it's imagination yeah. overload. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. Did you know that there's a whole genre of movies in Mexico starring luchadors? <laughs> I've seen like little clips on, but never watched <laughs> like, like, like no. El Santo. He would like El like Santo own, versus yeah. the Wolfman, so or Mil Mascaras versus the Aztec Death God. <laughs> Yeah, I actually knew that because of Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> nice. Little crossover. <laughs> so how many wrestlers are currently rostered in the CWF? Are we talking about performers or yeah. are we talking about characters? Uh, both. Yeah. Well, because that's a very important yeah. distinction. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about certain, it. Because people double dip. They like okay. to like, be, be multiple characters. Yeah, be multiple characters. Okay. So uh, we have a our Facebook group, I want to say, is about 48 people. And that is, they're all all over the United States. We've got mm. people in Arizona, some people in Maryland, nice. uh, uh, Seattle. In terms of characters, I want to say at least 60 to 70. Wow. Okay. That, Solid roster, I'd say. Yeah, I know I've done like four or five characters myself. Definitely. Uh, well, I did want to touch on that. We'll kind of go back a little bit too. But what was the first character you did for the uh, the Kraken Con was? The Cyclist of Justice, Moomin Rider. From One Punch Man. Okay, nice. <laughs> there you go. Was there a specific, was that, you know, like as soon as you were going to do this, was that who you were going to settle on or that you knew that was your character? You know, I, I was thinking of a few different characters because, you know, there are characters I wanted to bring to Kraken Con. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Toby Guerra from Outlaw Star, who's just kind of this minor villain, kind of a joke character because he never really gets to actually face the main guys yet he still is like one of the last villains standing Mm. i think i was thinking of doing the blue power ranger momentarily but uh, (laughs) can't really do that well with the helmet on Mm. but i was also working on moomin rider at the time 
And the more I was working on the costume, the more I was thinking, okay, you know, I want to get this done for Kraken Con, and I think this would be a really good character to perform as. And it was. Nice. Do you, do you prevail with the, the belt, the title? Not yet. Not yet. But Moomin Rider never gives up. No. <laughs> that, that's, that's a selling point right there. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, how even in the show itself, Moomin Rider gets beat down like every time you see him. Mm. But he's always back up. He's always still fighting. He's always facing down the monsters that are five times his size. And that's what I really lean into when I'm doing the character. You know, I talk about how, yeah, I got beat by this guy. And in my first show, Hoenn Kyoma beat me. But I'm still here. Mm. Yeah. I love those stories. I love the underdog, man. Yeah. And, you know, Robert, you and I were talking about that because, you know, um, a lot of our team members would work internally trying to not only properly portray the character, but to mm. adapt it into a wrestling environment. And in wrestling, if you never acknowledge that you lost, you look delusional. And if you lose too much, you look weak. But Moomin Rider has this unique ability because since his canon is mm. that he he always scrapes by and always gets beaten up a lot, the more he gets beaten up, the more endearing he looks, like mm. show after show. Mm -hmm. uh, even then, you know, when there's something that is like a weakness for the character, you know, I acknowledge that and I say, and even though that's the case, I am not going to stop fighting. At the most recent show at uh, DICON, which was a fantastic show, they invited us. We had a lot of fun. It was in uh, UC Davis. Okay. Uh, so one of the competitors, uh, Winter Soldier, you know, he was dropping lines, dissing everyone, and dropping some really good disses. And one <laughs> of the things he said to me was that, you're only human. Because, you know, we were up against, I mean, Winter Soldier is a super soldier. Mm -hmm. There was... Um, Navi, you know, the fairy from Legend of Zelda who was basically, you know, running the show and talking smack about people. We had all sorts of different characters. Yeah, Tommy was so. We did. He won. <laughs> but, you know, when it got back to me, I said, and Bucky, you're right. I am only human. But that has never once stopped me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Dude. Like, oh, like a really good baby face. Uh, for those at home listening, mm -hmm. and if the jargon uh, a face is a hero, and a heel is a villain. Um, uh, now that you you know you've done multiple shows, do you approach it differently, like your research or like how you, uh, or like what you're gonna say up there now, or you just that much more experience? Uh, definitely varies from character to character, okay. uh, and everyone has their different ways of approaching things as well. Uh, for me personally. I think of some good lines that I want to drop, and then I try to stitch them together into a promo. I'll run it over in my head repeatedly. I'll practice it in the car. Uh, I'll you know, try to anticipate pauses and applause, but you never know when those are going to happen, really. Uh, you never expect what the audience is going to throw at you. Uh, and oftentimes you do have to adjust on the fly based on what people say. So I use that as a general outline, but not as a script that I stick to. Uh, I know that some people do it differently where they do have a very solid script and if they get diverted by what the audience says, they drop a quick retort and they go back to what they had planned. And I know other people that don't even have an order for the things they want to say. They just have some lines like that they know they points. want to hit. Okay. And there's no right or wrong way to do yeah, it. There's yeah, just yeah, the way that works for you. I was going to say, I'm sure the, 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 there's moments the audience is trying to throw you off too, you know? So that's, yeah, you got to- Some more than others, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, you know, wrestling crowds, they, they would always chant like, what, what, yes. what? Like, you know, <laughs> after, you know, th thank you, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. The funny thing is I, I was so used to like um, that kind of pacing in wrestling promos that 
um, a lot of uh, of my promos I've done, I've always used that kind of rhythm. And okay. because I'm probably, uh, I get one of the biggest pops and like, I'm, I don't get a lot of hate. I will, I'm almost waiting for that. What? <laughs> so I, I kind of, uh, so sometimes there's that weird pop, like, Sil- moment of silence because gotcha. the, uh, apparently I captivate them enough that they actually Sleep. want to listen to what I Sleep say. <laughs> that's awesome. You command respect. Apparently, but that's a whole other element of it. Like when we kind of touched on before the podcast, like first your costume ready to go when it starts, and then like all the different things that can that can happen between the characters or the fans and all that, or like when you anticipate it, it doesn't go the way you want it. So, yeah, I like that you're getting to see characters from like. You know, very different stories and mediums all, you know, going against one another, you know, pitted against one another in battle. Yeah. And crazy enough, we're not the there are actual wrestling federations that have their wrestlers cosplay and wrestle in character. Mm. Uh, Florida Supercon had a really big one where they had a match between Spider-Man and Bane. Okay. And yeah, there was this really great moment where Bane like bear hugs Spider-Man and Spider-Man does like he he does the wrist movements mm-hmm. and then the Bane wrestler mimes that he's being tied up and the wrestler's like, oh no, punctures! No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, why not? Like you said, man, I mean, just take it to the next level, especially with so many cons out there. Like, you have to, yeah, like push the envelope, right? Like, and, and that's the good thing about cosplay. Like, it's it could be anything you want, so there's no limits on on how the story's going to go, how it's going to arc. So. And, it, and it appeals to that primal desire of us as nerds wanting to watch our favorite character from X mm-hmm. interact with character why which is what like you know death battle on youtube mm-hmm. is so good <laughs> or epic rap battles of history mm-hmm. or... Dude, i'll even take it back and go celebrity death match yes. <laughs> 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 exactly. I, I, that was yeah. in my mind i didn't want to say it but you said <laughs> it <funny>, chris <laughs> and yeah i mean and exactly and now there's just so many different ways to, to put it out there um is there you notice like a certain uh, genre or certain um, type of character that is better than others, like maybe based from video games or or anything particular. Usually, the, there's there's a lot of characters that are easy pitches where mm-hmm. if you put them in a wrestling match, like um, like Moomin Rider, Moomin Rider is from One Punch Man, which is a superhero based series. So you see Moomin Rider in combat, like okay, I see that. We have another woman who enters uh, one of our performers. She enters as Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. like okay, yes. you could see that. So you know, there's a lot of characters that appeal to the general fan base. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of got the the wacky characters that yeah. are just out of left field that are just so <laughs> weird that the crowd just loves them like Tommy Wiseau or our cha- our two-time two-time champion <laughs> is a giant reverse mermaid fish man. Okay. Oh, so fish head, head man yes. body. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Freaky Two fish time. guy. The freaky fish guy who talked like this. <laughs> Get the belt for Cthulhu. Shout out to Robert. Dope. And you just see that. And you're like, how can you not cheer for the giant talking fish? I mean. The reverse mermaid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, you watch Little Mac from Punch-Out. He wins a lot. But mm-hmm. when you're going to see a giant fish throw down, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, memes get a lot of traction. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Guy Fieri, that. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, they get a lot of applause. Shaggy. 
Okay, uh, yep. yeah. <laughs> is it is it a regional thing too? If you're in a certain area, some pops up more. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go this direction with it. If you're yeah, like uh, NorCal is a lot more ruthless. Okay, where they they're very much instant gratification. Los Angeles is like I don't know what you are, but I'll play along and see if I like it. Okay. Um, yeah, the freaky fish guy. He only gets his traction like down south. Yes. <laughs> every time he comes up north. Los Angeles, love him. Nice. So much to give him the belt twice. Yeah, NorCal is pretty bloodthirsty. Wow. That's crazy. It's just like yeah. It's interesting to see the different response to different characters. Uh, you know, geographically. You know, I mean, there there are characters that have cross appeal, like mm-hmm. uh, our other two time champion played by Alex Phoenix Wright. The the lawyer. You know the lawyer game. Mm-hmm. Nintendo made a lawyer game. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's it's amazing. You play as a lawyer. Damn. You, you you present evidence and you go to court. This is a real game. Trust me. I and he made a wrestling version of that lawyer. <laughs> and it went over like gangbusters. Wow. Nice. I need to play that game. Watch. It is made by Capcom. Wow. The okay. people who made yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah. Mm. Before they that was one of their, their first games. No. no. After Street Fighter. Oh, wow. They followed up with the classic. And the characters huh? are designed like they belong in Street Fighter. That's funny. Actually, Phoenix Wright was entered into Marvel vs. Capcom 3 oh, <laughs> later on. So. Now we've had four characters from that series compete at one point or another. And the current champion is a prosecutor from those games. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I didn't even know that's a game. Yeah, you would get my vote just on that. Like, what? They're doing what with what? While we're on the subject of video games, you guys are tapping into a similar vein as a lot of these games that exist, like Marvel versus Capcom and Smash Brothers. Obviously, is, is the oh, one that I have to. a lot of Smash Brothers yeah. characters, yeah. or more so characters that later ended up in Smash gotcha. by chance. <laughs> yeah, so it's like almost like the live action version of uh, Smash Brothers, the shit talking version of. Yeah, Smash you know, it's, it's just like everybody wants to see their favorite things all mash up together, which is like, you know, the MCU is so great. Like, yeah. oh my God, Thor with Captain America. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, knowing that, yeah, like you want to see these different people. I might like them today or not for the, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of want to go back a little bit on how different the crowd is from like uh, Northern California to SoCal a little bit. Like what, what, as a performer, like what's the biggest difference to you like, while you're up there? Uh, I've mostly just done NorCal shows myself, okay. but I've watched the videos from the SoCal okay. shows. And yeah, the crowd is definitely a lot more accepting. Uh, they definitely tend to lean more towards the heroic types there as well. Mm. So like if I ever get to go to ALA, Moomin Rider will probably do, you know, pretty well there. Gotcha. Okay. We've seen like uh, Say a Man, who's you know also a great character, great heroic character, did really well at ALA before. Mm. Um, but there are some recurring characters that we only get at the uh, SoCal shows mm. who also have a strong presence because that's their that's home show. Yeah. Mm. yeah, the hometown favorite. Yeah, and one of the more fun things is just seeing people put their spin. Like we we have one of our most successful characters. He's been doing it for four years. Uh, Jeremy, he plays Super Mario. Okay. But he. Ted DiBiase him out, so he has a red blazer with yeah, sparkles on it. He carries a champagne flute, throws <laughs> coins in the air. Because in Jeremy's mind, is like, okay, this is when you pull back on Mario, you know, hero of the Mushroom Kingdom, doctor, party master, everyone <laughs> Everybody, loves him. He's yeah. on every game system. He is mm-hmm. the face the of OG. video games. Yeah. How do I? Let's take that aspect yeah. and focus on that as opposed to 
guy who eats mushroom and jumps on goombas. <laughs> yeah, the one who has all this. Stuff. Yeah, that's like the Godfather of. Yeah, yeah that's the Godfather. Like, yeah, and you know, there's like the wrestling archetypes. If break down any character, you could find a similarity with another character, mm-hmm. like Captain America, John Cena. <laughs> Actually, one of our final rounds, it was really interesting. It was between um, Yami Yugi uh, from Yu-Gi-Oh! versus Snake. And in in, in the final round, from Metal Gear Solid, yeah. And in the end, they brought up, you know, they actually banded together for their hate for Konami. The unexpected twist. Yu-Gi-Oh! games were produced by Konami. Got you, okay. That's nice. The little crossover and you know, find a common enemy. Yeah, and then the crowd's like, "Woo, fuck Konami!" Yeah, the new chant. <laughs> that was that was the new chant for yeah. like a good like hot minute. That's gotta be feel good. Yeah, have was, a new was, chant come out of something. Yeah, the the chants are their own their own beast. Oh, sure. We've yeah. had the the weirdest things be chanted. Uh, eat a dick. Uh, <laughs> okay. Dress for dress for less. Mm. Uh, spicy meatballs. Okay. Mamacita. Safety first for us for Moomin Rider. Mm, okay, there we go. It's and gotta feel good course, to have your own chant when you're up there. It, it really did. Yeah, no, I, I believe it. Uh, you know the the crowd is just as much as part of the show at these things, like. And, you know, as the people that are on stage, you know, the, the crowd takes a life of its own. And it's the energy exchange between performer and crowd, which really makes for some magic, I'm sure. Yeah, it's the diff- it's the fundamental difference between a wrestling promo and a monologue, because a monologue, mm-hmm. you, you do your stuff and everybody reacts after. But in wrestling, you have to you have to make it sounds more like a conversation that you're really having with the crowd and mm-hmm. wrestlers will just stop what they're doing because the crowd is doing something else mm-hmm. and then acknowledge it and it just feels so much more organic and live and real. Yeah, you're not going to get that during Shakespeare in the Park. You're not going to get people <laughs> shouting at Claudius, Hamlet's gonna kill you. <laughs> they need to. That's what they need to do. They need I know, Jim was doing this show. Yeah. I was like, I'd pay money to see that. Yeah, just that part of it. Oh, man, that would be It's great. even worse when you play a bad guy. Yeah, I bet. Oh, yeah. Micro-penis is a very common chant. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so we've kind of touched on little parts of it, but I would like to kind of um, go through how, how an event kind of unfolds, like from the beginning to end, how, how it kind of works out, like picking the, cha- you know, like you have the champion, but like crossing people off the list and, ha- you know. Oh, God, that's always what's the most stressful part of it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Actually, no, it's not the most stressful part. The most stressful part of it is, is actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Behind the scenes talk with the Cosplay Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. It, it starts off with confirmation from the convention that we're there. All right, let's. Then we put out an application. It's a Google Forms link where if you want to do it, you fill it out and you put your 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 name, you show that your the cosplay's completed, and then you put your your kayfabe details because that's what our ring announcer will say. We'll and okay. we have a ring announcer for the most part. It's Donovan Troy, who's an actual pro wrestling ring announcer. Oh, they call him the voice of NorCal. He's been everywhere. Nice. Amazing guy. Anyway, you fill that out, and then Kevin and I. Look at those of the applications, and then the, the, the veteran wrestlers also submit their stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we make a list, we make some cuts, we cry on the inside, <laughs> and then we cry on the outside because cutting people, it yeah, never feels sucks. good to say no. Yeah. <laughs> and we post a list. 
and from there we just kind of go like okay here's the uh here's the order this person's going first then blah 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 blah. Mm. uh we tell the champion okay champion like how you we we then touch base with every wrestler Mm -hmm. like hey you're cool like you you're working with stuff oh yeah i want to like work with this prop or i'm thinking about this character angle and the champion's like i want to do this and we all kind of just like take those pieces of knowledge put in the order get all the mp3s for all the wrestlers Mm -hmm. and then we run the show uh i know that's i it sounds like i skipped a lot of steps but (laughs) this it's 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 like running a theater show Mm -hmm. you know we we run our through our cues uh when people hear their theme song they walk down the aisle they say their piece they walk out Mm -hmm. kevin and i then eliminate half the contestants we do the semifinals we eliminate we find the winner and then we pull the audience and go home happy there's just a lot of internal screaming between them lots <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm internally screaming right now <laughs> Dang, nothing wrong with that well you know that's it's cool that you guys share that aspect of your show with us because you know i just I want to be encouraging of people out there that have these kind of ideas as well and are just don't know how to go about it, you know, and all you we didn't had know. to do. Yeah. yeah we just we didn't there, yeah. know. Kevin and I never ran a theater show. We never ran an improv group or an acting group or a karaoke club. We never did any of this. And Nothing. Ground zero. Less than ground zero. Underground zero. <laughs> But but here we are now, yeah. and now we're you know you you've grown awesome. to sixty or would you say sixty plus characters? Sixty plus characters. Shows and we were confirmed. We just signed a contract, and it's been announced. We got a show in North Carolina. Dope. North Carolina, Maryland, Arizona, mm. Seattle. That's awesome. Was it all people that had? reached out from after going to one of your other events or just from hearing your buzz out this way or we are very blessed that we have a very supportive network of people well connected in the convention scene and they know people and Mm -hmm. they bring people and those people talk to the convention heads and then they like they go you got to get this like uh our remember that rule 63 gender bent basketball player character i taught you about our first Mm -hmm. show she later turned out to be she later got onto upper management of her arizona con and said you gotta put these people in so dope brought her friend and then then they like blew the budget to fly us over to get you out that sick but she believed in it because she was part of it yeah so So, yeah it's i'm not gonna say like no we 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 hit the ground no Mm -hmm. no like every every time we're invited it's a gift from someone connected to us like we do not ever say that like we're self-made mm-hmm. people but that's a good story to know for people like i think people don't want to admit that sometimes but it's like yeah it's cool to have a homie that worked with you in a different way and then boom all of a sudden turn to a, a different relationship that you're able to use so yeah, yeah like robbie was instrumental of getting us in kraken con mm. yeah, i helped a little <laughs> <laughs> chill off a little you know talk your shit man it's cool but you know now that you guys have reached this point i i really like that you're also giving back to the con community i see you're doing this uh, character acting uh yeah co- class or panel whatever. yeah it's it's just that you know we, we're gonna have our time we're gonna have three hours of non-stop praise be shoveled upon us by the audience <laughs> if we do it right mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know why not help people because there's there's a lot of people who you know want to feel more comfortable internally with their costume and with their mm. character 
because it's not just about putting on and looking different. It's about that that little spark. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when remember when you're a kid and for Halloween and you looked in the mirror and yeah. you're like, you don't see your own reflection. You saw oh, whoever you not. were dressed yeah. up as. Like it's bringing that back to people. We also want to show, you know, how accessible the CWF is. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our staff members also made it the point that. Um, anyone can be champion like you can be in a wheelchair you can be a paraplegic and you know um you know if you have the charisma uniqueness nerve and talent (laughs) 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 to make it in the cwf then you can clearly you know you anyone can be champion we are not an elite class we are a bunch of nerds who put ourselves out there and we encourage other nerds to do the same that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, but that's how you get people out. I mean, like there's so many events I wouldn't have gone to if a friend didn't invite me, you know, just to get to a convention, let alone start, you know, participating in different stuff. So that's great to hear. Cause yeah, sometimes I do feel that way. It's like, Oh, I don't know enough about cosplay or wrestling. You know, maybe I, yeah, I'm like, oh, I won't even try that out. But knowing you guys will talk to your fans or like your, the fans become wrestlers. Like, oh, that's, that's amazing to hear. So, right. but it, it's also, we just want to really spread the knowledge and the appreciation of the art of pro wrestling, because there's a lot of things in it that you could learn from yeah. in performance or showcasing spaces that people are not realizing they could use. Mm. Because when people think of wrestling, they think of the suplexes or, or, yeah. the, or yeah, the, the elbow physical aspect. The, the physical, I mean, well, acting is a physical aspect, mm. but you know, well, little the violent, de- physical, yeah, the violent aspect. physical aspect. <laughs> but you know, there's stuff like how wrestlers will stand. Oh yeah. Mm, oh yeah. And feeling, and it's always been taught to me that if you stand and engage your muscles like the character, it will actually influence the your own emotions for sure yeah i mean you, you want to try an example i, I could show this Do she? Yeah. all right yeah. so i want you to both look at me and say i hate you like say it to me i hate you i hate you all right cool now say it again but on i want you on you to point your index finger at me at, with so much force that you're gonna stab me through the chest try it i hate you I fucking hate you see that yeah. See, it makes yeah. it made me pull more out of myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Physicality, just, yeah. physical, mm-hmm. your own physical state influences your emotional. Well, even you saying it, like you knew that was gonna, you know, like I knew that was gonna, but it just you you have to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. like you you more intentional with the with the finger points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a crazy thing about physicality that I've managed to apply to other things. Now, I'm really into Dungeons and Dragons. I DM a lot of games, and I ran a DMing workshop. And I know this sounds very off from what we're talking about, but trust me, it ties in. Because one of the first things that I was talking about to the DMs was getting into all the different NPCs that they're going to be controlling and voicing. So I told them, okay, sit in a neutral stance. And if you guys want to do that just to see what I'm talking about, anyone listening right now, Mm -hmm. sit in a neutral stance. Now sit like an elf. And even looking around, I see some of you guys are kind of sitting up a little more, kind of arching your backs a little, kind of sticking your nose up a bit. You know, a little bit more prim and proper, and I'm better than you because I'm an elf. Now sit like a dwarf. Immediately hunched over a little more, a little more pulled in, tensed up a little bit. Because I'm a dwarf and I'm spending all my life on the ground and I'm digging through the mines and I'm doing a horrible accent, but you get what I'm going for. 
And just that right there will very much influence how you talk and how you say it and mm -hmm. how everything comes across. Even if you're doing the exact same voice, the way you hold yourself is going to influence the way that yeah. it, it uh, makes a difference. And this is a preview to the lessons we'll be teaching at Fanime during the character Definitely. acting panel. That's awesome. You might not be sitting like a dwarf at the panel or an elf, but it'll still be the same general thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have to say this just because, like, one of the you know, the highest paid actors of the last decade or so came from professional wrestling. That's Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne yeah. Johnson is out there killing the box office right now. And he, he was one of the best performers I've ever seen in the ring, like easily. He was, and he yeah. wasn't, he didn't have the most impressive moveset. He no. never had to do no, a they're, flip. They're actually very mm -hmm. basic. He, yeah, he just punched you, did mm -hmm. a spine buster, and then dropped an elbow. Yeah. But you couldn't stop watching yeah. him. He also, yeah. had, he also had probably some of, if you said some of his promos in probably the most neutral way ever, <laughs> it, it would probably sound like the most idiotic, like <laughs> Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> well, but the way he delivers it, the way he puts a, all his body into it, you know, it, it, it sells you into like the stupid shit he's saying. I'm also very grateful to wrestling because now Dave Batista is the most famous Filipino yeah. on cinema and has usurped the reigning champion of Rob Schneider. Oh God, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yeah, we tested that on the pre episode. Like, listen, we bought there, but yeah, Batista. Yeah, you know, shout that, out. He, like, Rob Schneider was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Does he even and call Rufo, himself yeah, Filipino Dante, anymore? Uh, Rufo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that exactly was it. About that. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Batista. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Batista. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught the last episode of the, the podcast about the MCU, but yeah, we were definitely shouting to Batista yeah. and, the real, and what he did with the character of Drax. Yeah. I know, and his presence was always there. A couple lines, all he needed to do, and killed it. He just yeah. looked amazing, too. Like, Funny enough, we actually use Drax as an example of character acting, mm. which is an example of serious comedy, where yes. you, the comedy is not what you say. It's not saying something. It's mm -hmm. The comedy is saying something really stupid, really seriously, and the joke isn't the absurdity of what's said. It's the fact that you're treating it seriously. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's all different ways to deliver things, and yeah, that's a good lesson to learn, too. Yeah. Um, I get real technical with explaining yeah, stuff. No, but I mean, it, but like, I think that's what also needs, like, light needs to be shined on that is that you guys have a lot of fun, I'm sure, but it takes a lot of work to make it happen, you know? And that's, it's both sides, you know? And getting better with the product, like, oh, that was funny, but how can we make it funnier? Or that was a good turn of events, but how do we, how do we match that now, you know? So it's, it, it's always, I, you know, it's when uh, Thomas and Mark from the Geek Show were here, they said something that was very, eye-opening for me which was they never had to worry about making the next show mm -hmm. bigger or better they just need to make it good mm -hmm. and that's what we have unknowingly have done in these six years is that we don't try to make ourselves bigger or like push the envelope even though we end up doing it and if you <laughs> and if you go to Fanamania 6 it's on Sunday at Fanamania you will definitely see the envelope be pushed but it's more so that we're more concerned with just being good and everything mm -hmm. will fall in so you guys started in 2013 there has to have been some kind of legendary matchup like out after all these years of of performing oh yeah i know one i mean i got one but <laughs> i think we each let's got see. one. Oh yeah let's yeah. hear yeah, let's, let's hear them out all right so my first fanimania show 
you know, I was watching, I was having a good time. I was the first one up. So after that, I could just sit back and see how everyone else did. And they're getting to the point of the uh, semifinals and they're calling people up and you, know, you never know who's going to go up. And then the lights go out and music begins to play. And Yami Yuki walks in with the Yen and the Volt briefcase. And no one had any idea he was there, but he slammed that down and he threw the gauntlet at Little Mac. And that was uh, such a memorable showdown. I, I still remember what Yami Yuki was saying about how he's going to use each of the Millennium items to beat the crap out of Little Mac. And that was one of my all time favorite moments. Some powerful stuff right there. <laughs> Let's see. Um, uh, in the CWF, uh, if you're a champion, you have a, it, it's uphill to try um, to to retain just to like you know um, because you know you have so many targets on you. You have yeah. um, you know everybody is going at you, and you know you're you're seen as the champion, and everybody likes you know an underdog story. Um, uh, at Anime Expo last year, um, we had, I guess you could say it was a, um, a handicap match. It was a, between, it was a, it was yeah, a tandem team. Yeah, okay. it, it was a tandem uh, between uh, Waluigi and Wario as the Tennis uh -oh. Titans versus our, our champion, uh, Francisca, uh, Francisca, Francisca Von, uh, Von Karma. Von Karma. Karma. From Phoenix yeah. Wright. Yeah. Mm. And just for added context, this was right after Waluigi was confirmed not to be in the latest Smash Brothers game. <laughs> and that angered a yeah. lot of Waluigi. Like, he was due. So mm -hmm. this character, these gotcha. two characters have a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. I just want to put that context out there. Right, right. Um, so they're back and forth. It was, this was a very fast paced match like they kept throwing it, it wasn't like a long you know winded you know um a monologue towards mm. e towards each other it, they were just throwing lines back and forth okay. back and forth and somehow like uh our champion that we actually didn't want to win she because she couldn't yeah <laughs> okay. she didn't want to win because she couldn't even make the next show mm. um she ended up on top she was able wow. to hold her own um against the, the tandem yeah the the tandem wow. the you know the uh the baby face you know the mm. un, the pure underdog and just Definitely. she she was able to make her way and you know her her presence you know her lines everything she was able to do she did perfectly she <laughs> turned around the room because for over two or over an hour and a half Waluigi and Wario had she a chance the yeah. they had a chance which was wah right they were like yeah. wah wah <laughs> yeah. like this is the the, the year to wah yeah. and like at the very end for this is I'm gonna beat your ass so bad you're gonna go back and go wah 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 and the Sings crowd lost it they lost it their we own little lost Kevin and I were like yeah that's gotta feel good yeah to just be wowed like during your own show yeah you're like holy shit no. turn around like. that's awesome I was watching the stream online and I still vocally went oh <laughs> so you know as for me, this match is legendary because of the simple fact that it was one of our best matches that was never filmed. Mm. It was the Anime Expo, our sec I want to say our second or third year. It's, it was, again, Little Mac versus Yami Yugi. This was one of our most uh, well-known feuds mm. where, Little Mac, where Yami Yugi, in the final round, he pulls out a Little Mac amiibo. 
because you know he's the king of games <laughs> and this was during the height of amiibo frenzy where you you know people were camping out in front of toys r us you, people selling them over a hundred bucks and he had a a mint condition little mac <laughs> amiibo Man. case it's like look at you mac look at you you're just a toy and then he talks and it falls out of his hand and like crowds all, <gasps> he's like oops i dropped it and we all thought did he me- the crowd thought he messed up and then you just hear a giant he raises his foot in the air and you hear shoe meat plastic like you hear the giant crunch and the crowd was like crying out like a baby died there is a photo there is a photo of that exact moment it, it looks like a world star fight you, you didn't know any better I, I could show it to you. Yeah. you I could link it you could the viewers are cute. we have photographic evidence and it was like ah! and it was one of the most heated Hotly contested matches. Little Mac retained our first retention in over three years, and the match was never filmed. That's crazy. So it has reached legendary status just because you had to be there. You know what? If I can toot my own horn for a second about one of my favorite moments. Uh, So this was during a SAC anime show. um, And at the SAC shows for the longest time, you know, G was doing Matt Ishida from Digimon. He was calling himself Matt the Rockstar. And he was, you know, holding on to the title because it was me. a blackout show. We, we need to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to- total heel. A fantastic heel as well. And I was doing Bill Nye the Science Guy. Uh, the so, ultimate face right there, probably. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty up there, yeah. Yeah, I, I was getting, you know, just Bill, 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 Bill. <laughs> so it was the semifinals where everyone gets a chance to, you know, talk some smack about the champion, and then the audience decides who moves on. So what I did was I brought a poster board that I had just some squares on, and I was talking about the chemical composition of his uh, promo. It was uranium, radium, bismuth. Technetium and hydrogen, which, when spelled out, says you're a bitch. (laughs) And I haven't done Bill Nye since because I haven't found a way to top that. Yeah, that's that's a good way to go out on top. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pika Libra ended up winning that one, by the way, and she did a fantastic job. Uh, So, I mean, Rachel is an amazing performer, and Pika Libra really earned that one. But I, I still loved that moment as Bill Nye the Science Guy. Actually, that's a good jumping off point because thanks to the Cosplay Wrestling Federation, a number of our performers have transitioned to indie wrestling. Mm. Rachel works at, wow. uh, works as a ring announcer for uh, uh, S. Uh, yeah, no, she, East Bay Pro East Bay Pro Wrestling, mm. and also helps as the as the ring bell ringer mm. of S, uh, Supreme Pro Wrestling in Sacramento. Meanwhile, Jeremy, our Super Mario, got actual wrestling training as a 40 plus year old man and he wrestled his first match as super mario in sacramento that's dope against phoenix right who had uh, prior training yeah nice before and, he joined the cwf okay. wow <laughs> and sailor moon is now training as well that's awesome and just yeah all the little connections you guys have been making just turn to the next level of that that's awesome so how many titles is there and like who's the current champ Current champion is Francisca Von Karma, who won the belt at Fanamania last year. Mm. So she will have the championship for one year. We also have the Blackout Division, which is our developmental brand. Currently, it's um, Sailor Moon has has the belt. She won it in January. That will be uh, defended at our next Blackout show. Nice. And 
recently the cosplay wrestling federation twitter at the cwf universe or Fa- cosplay wrestling federation on facebook has tweeted two belts with dragons on them a red and blue belt what that is um, i'm not at liberty to say <laughs> <laughs> come watch Panamania yeah. at Panamania to find out <laughs> so here's an interesting question mm-hmm. if you had to come up with your own fantasy match out of any characters in any medium. I need to go who, last. <laughs> yeah. Who would it be? Oh, my God. Man, that's so yeah, I wasn't spell. prepared for that. <laughs> I guess I'll lead the way. Our I, did, I actually allowed. just came. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, allowed. You know, the, the standard yeah, stuff, if, if you it's, know? If it's that character, yeah, that has a specific, yeah. I, think I, just, I just thought of this one because, uh, you know, Rick and Morty is like, Pretty pretty damn popular these days. So I I, I want to see Rick go up against somebody like Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. Oh, see that would be good. That's a good one. We uh, actually toyed with a few Rick Sanchez ideas, which would be the. Uh, do you guys remember the the wrestler uh, Rick Rude? Mm-hmm. So it'd be the ravishing Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> so be, let me show you what a real intellectual oh, looks like. That'd be great. <laughs> but that that'd be great because then like Manhattan can't doesn't have a physical body you can interact with but rick could be smart enough to like mm. be able to like make some Jump. wrestling gloves mm. yeah it's like because rick uh, you know he just seems a little all too powerful and i, I think he needs to get checked <laughs> get you know? humbled a little bit yeah that's, that, that's a good that's a good opener that's a oh, good no, opener I, i'm at to hear something else <laughs> all right so if weapons are allowed let me preface this by giving my reasoning because uh you guys have all seen the princess bride right Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So yeah, Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts. I cosplay as him, and about eight times out of ten, someone will call me Zorro instead. <laughs> so I want to see Wesley versus Zorro. There we go. Okay, that nice. is a really good one. Yeah. Have any of you watched Devilman Crybaby or familiar with like the Devilman series? Mm-mm, I can't say I am. It's kind of like the whole, um, you know, God versus Satan kind of thing. Okay. okay. Um, but there's this character, uh, Ryo, who kind of, um, uh, spoiler alert, he's actually like Satan. <laughs> but um, I'm going to take, uh, like, but he, he's kind of, I don't know, he, he has this really strong, like, social media presence. He's like this professor. He, he, he like, he goes around, you know, in a big white puffy coat and hangs around with a gun and just convinces people to do weird shit um I need to watch more anime yeah yeah, yeah. you've been missing it's, out there's some really yeah. good stuff oh yeah we're gonna have to get some i, I try to do- delve into some once in a while mob psycho yeah. season mob psycho is a good start yeah mm. see that i think that's what it is i need recommendations there's yeah. too much out there for me to you, just you like do. try yeah. to pick one at random you know like i, I could i could get lucky yeah but. i i the two i always recommend is bacchano which is like if guy Ritchie made an anime mm, series okay, in, okay. Fact, the, like in fact the uh, intro a is, a tro- is a total reference to the opening of snatch watch mm. it in english because it takes place in new york okay. or black lagoon which is if chow yun fat made an anime <laughs> nice. not okay. chow yun fat uh john woo made an anime mm. and he made one of his characters a reference to chow yun fat there's always Cowboy Bebop. That's a great anime. Uh, yeah. That's one I, of the few I'm anime that I got that. my parents to not only watch <sighs> but enjoy. Nice. And if you're looking for comedy, fantasy, I freaking love Konosuba. No. That's a really funny one. Okay. Thank you. I know mine. Thanos? Oh. 
versus Walt Disney. Oh, wait, we, we oh, yeah, hear yeah, the rest oh, of Kevin. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. But hold that. <laughs> hold that. Hold that. that. I'll hold that. Sorry, that idea. I, I didn't versus, want to forget it. Oh, yeah. Versus <laughs> another kind of um, form of Satan from the Powerpuff Girls. Uh, you know, <laughs> do, you know, do you remember him? Yes. I, I know yeah. exactly he who is you're kind talking of that, about like drag queen-esque mm. you know shit stir <laughs> who's just there and, you know <laughs> two forms okay going at each other <laughs> yeah i would say thanos versus walt disney <laughs> and because because walt disney has been grabbing all the companies for his own monopoly infinity mm. gauntlet like thanos has been getting the oh, infinity true. stones and then Not, he did make all the netflix series vanish too yes on, on like, netflix, who would be like the, the ultimate titan <laughs> I'm, I'm actually investing in disney heavily right now hmm i'm gonna go reason i'm gonna go um rufio a. Versus Rob Snyder from Fifty First Dates, <laughs> specifically that one because he's fucking crazy in that. So, yep, you know, if we're gonna get crazy, that you know, end oh. it off with that. Oh, in, the, in that case, oh man, let's go. Yeah, Yo, you know. okay, okay, okay. I, I, I know how you're playing this now. I would say, I would say the Rock's character from The Rundown versus Bobby Boucher from there The Rock. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, man, Bobby Boucher's unstoppable. Yeah, Bobby, well, you know? Bobby Boucher did, does the spear and the spine yeah. buster mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah. He also drop kicked a dude. That would be a formidable matchup. That would be a for- Wait, is the, the Rundown, is that the one with the... Where he's like in the jungle. That's going where he's after in the jungle, the and he beats like five well-trained uh, Muay Thai dudes with oh a yeah, stick. Like that, or jumping <laughs> yeah. out of trees and stuff like that. Trees. Oh yeah. shit! Yep. Happy Gilmore in a hardcore match. Oh, there we go. Happy Gilmore versus Bob Barker. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yes, yes. Oh damn, we didn't even pick types of matches. Oh, that changes everything. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna get a little blasphemous here. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say. The Hebrew Hammer versus <laughs> Mel Gibson in Passion of the Christ. Damn. Oh. <laughs> or, oh. or you but get special the- guest referee Sting from the Christian <laughs> Wrestling yeah. Match. You know. Or if we want to get more crazy, the cast of Friends versus the gang from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. Oh, that's a that's a but good battle. The cast actually. from Living Single comes and fucks up Friends for their blatantly stealing their whole concept. <laughs> I'm just gonna say how I met your mother has robots versus wrestlers, so they've got an edge up right there. There you go. There you go. And this is why the CWF is more. Hey, yeah, because all of these could happen. Cause, oh cause man, it's all of it could happen. You want them yeah, to happen, definitely. and you see how it's happening. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Um, I think it's perfect time for you guys to maybe uh, drop the next. Uh, it worked out perfectly yeah. for this podcast, but uh, the next event you guys will be doing is... Want to plug this one, Kevin? Oh, yeah. Fanomania 6 coming through um, on Sunday, May... Tw- that day. May <laughs> 25th? <laughs> Let's 26. 26. Mm, Live at the San Jose Convention Center. Oh, oh. we're in the Fairmont. Oh, well... Oh. Yeah, near the San Jose Convention <laughs> right near. The Paramount yes. that people go to when they're going to the convention yes. center. Yeah. Panel room one. <laughs> Seating starts at 6 p.m. From 7 p.m. to 10. There will be a line. Nice. And how can they, uh, the fans get tickets if they don't already have? 
All you need is a conveniently purchased badge for Fanime during okay. Memorial Day weekend, and it'll get you access to not only the amazing content that is hosted in the San Jose Convention Center for four days at 24 hours a day, but it also, of course, gets you in the Cosplay Wrestling Federation. We actually have like several of our fans just straight up saying they only get badges just for CWF. That's, awesome. That's amazing. I'm sure that feels real good. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's only a matter of time before you guys are hosting your own events. Whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Let's not get too big too fast. I mean, <laughs> WrestleMania happened at the, 49, at the 49ers stadium, so yeah. we could, yeah, put, we could pull yeah, off a better it. show. No. Definitely. Why not? <laughs> that takes effort. Yeah, let's do it. It takes money. That yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know... We like to wrap up uh, our podcast with a segment that we call uh, support quality because, you know, we're quality goods. We're all about supporting quality productions, products, uh, service, all, all that good stuff. So uh, we'd like to ask you guys, like, what is something uh, recently or just, you know, off the top of your head that really spells out quality for you in your life or in context of uh, the CWF? Hmm. As a, I got it. There's an amazing uh, podcast service. They cover video games, and they also, uh, all intents and purposes for clarity, they also help run our Twitch and multimedia, and that's Mission Start Podcast. Okay. They have been with us since day one, nice. covering our content, recording our content. Anthony always works his butt off. And if it wasn't for him, we would not have anywhere near the presence as we do. So I will support Mission Start Podcast all the way. And right. you should listen to for all your video game news and California convention coverage. There you go. We'll make sure to get a link for mm-hmm. that out there. Uh, all right. I'm just going to plug a few of the uh, websites that I write for that are uh, – really supportive of me and have given me opportunities to get myself out there. Uh, Geek HQ, spelled with threes instead of E's. Uh, Multiversity Comics, I know I mentioned them earlier, but Mm -hmm. they're great for comic and television reviews. Um, Let's see. Those are the main ones that I'm doing stuff for right now. Um, But honestly, if you know a uh, website that doesn't get like paid or anything then you know that the work they're doing is just stuff that they love doing and you know show them your support every click will help them out every view every share uh, lets them know that people are listening to what they're saying and liking it so you know give them a hand show them some love definitely uh so before um you know before i started with the cwf uh, uh i'm a i'm a trained dancer um, I've been performing for uh, uh, a convention that's kind of, it's been defu- a convention that's been defunct uh, called YaoiCon. Um, you know, it's all about you know uh, uh, male relationships in anime and all, all kinds of sexy stuff. So uh, I, I guess I could say I do have experience in adult entertainment, um, but. <laughs> um, because it's been defunct, uh, a lot of our group has, you know, kind of broken off and done our own, you know, uh, individual thing. We're c- called the Bashonen Brigade. Uh, we could be found on uh, Instagram and Facebook, uh, but now we're starting to travel through conventions and, you know, um, bring some, you know, good 
adult rated wholesome wholesome, <laughs> wholesome. wow we said yeah. wholesome at the same time wholesome fun um home it, yes <laughs> uh, but this is on home yeah uh, but it, it's it's uh it, it's given me uh you know a position just so i could really express myself to show you know um, it gave me a platform to be able to perform the stuff that I, I would love to do in front of, you know, a crowd that's, you know, more fam uh, uh, familiar with, you know, nerdy fandoms and stuff like that. Gotcha. So uh, it, it's been such a pleasure. It, it got my first start on, you know, doing huge stages in front of large crowds. So I got to thank them and I got to throw their name out there. So where can um, our listeners and fans uh, find CWF uh, all over the place? Uh, where can they follow you guys? Our three, we, we got a, a few places. Definitely. Our main one is Facebook right now. You can search for us, uh, Cosplay Wrestling Federation. Please give us a like every time we hit a new show, every time we release a new video or just release photos. It goes up there first. We're also on YouTube, um, Cosplay Wrestling Federation. Okay. Uh, actually, no, uh, see... CWF now or something on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure our to Twitch, get the correct our Twitch link. is the CWF. Yeah, yeah. Our, our we're also on Twitch, okay. the CWF network. Most of our full shows are being uploaded there because we've been pa partnered with Twitch. Dope. We also cool. stream on yeah. Twitch every show. Nice. And you can find us at the CWF network. All right, sick. Twitter. Yeah, if you can't make it down to San Jose, mm -hmm. get them on the Twitch. Also, yeah. we're on Twitter uh, okay. at the CWF universe. And we use that. Not only do we use it, but a lot of our wrestlers have made kayfabe Twitter accounts. Mm, nice. You can follow, follow your mine. favorite. Yep. There you go. Uh, Moomin Rider CWF. I like to post really wholesome, uplifting content. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> wholesome theme of the show, just so you know. Wholesome. <laughs> and before we sign off, I just thought it only right that we give a quick shout out to Geek Show. Yes. Whoop. The Geek Show fam. Because uh, if you guys haven't heard the episode with Thomas and Mark, I urge you to go check that out. Uh, Gerardo was a, a part of that show as well. Uh, as you guys saw, Anson and I got to check out one of their shows recently. Yeah. It was, was it the one show. this year? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So it was fun. Yeah, I mean, that's been a, a big thing that we've taken from just the few shows we've done is uh, being able to network with other people through other connections we had. Um and also make sure any of the listeners that have someone that you think we should have on or have any comments or questions for our guests, like hit us up on Quality Goods TV on our IG. Um, and then my personal one, Young Man Old Souls, Souls Like Sneakers. And I'm at Mr. Beatty. So you know where you can find everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to the Quality Goods Podcast. We out.